You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. I think we've picked up some new listeners in the state of Indiana. Awesome. At least one. At least one. (laughs) We need it. We need it. Hey, I got some statistics for you. If each one can reach one, we'll have more listeners than ever before on Tim Talks. Wow, that could be our new opening when we, <laughs> no, when we do our I don't new think opening. So. <laughs> we got to do something for our 80, 80 years of experience. We got we to gotta up the ante on the 80 years of yeah, experience. Yeah, that'll so. be what, August technically. so Something like that, yeah. All right, so let me give you some more good news about Tim Talks. So um, Liberia, the great country of Liberia, has overtaken Japan in Ooh, the number three spot. Wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, English-speaking Liberia. Awesome. So, not sure who's there, but they're they're kicking it at Tim Talks. That's for sure. Uh, Slovakia. Slovakia's wow. had one download. One, one. one download out of eight hundred. <laughs> one 800 person podcasts. in Slovakia. One person. Yeah, and I don't listen by mistake. Uh, I'm said, not going to check uh, in what, Slovakia. Uh, what and they said, "Oh, I thought this was TED Talks." <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Is that a new leader we can vote for, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know what percentage they listened. Uh, I, I'm hoping it's at least the 88% full length, but um, it, it could be it could be less for sure. So you know, and that's a the lot. Number one, there many podcasts do not have near those listens. You know, full listens. They're yeah. around the 20s yeah. to 30 percent. Most podcasts are. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's very good. And then um, the number one episode of all time, which is I don't know why um, it, it was it was well, just shortly after COVID. Maybe it's still COVID time or something. But March twenty third, two thousand twenty two, number one episode, episode number seven hundred. Seven hundred wasn't even wasn't even six 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 seven hundred. Wow! You are our ambassador. That was the title. And that was the one where Harrison came on and said hello to Pastor Wolven. That's so what it was. You're the man. We've got to have him yeah. on more and break more yep. records. Well, he's ready. He's ready, willing, and able. He <laughs> loves Pastor Wolven. Isla now loves Pastor Wolven. That's so, so your awesome. Fan club, yes, your fan I got club to see them when you were with us, when you were FaceTiming yeah. them. We FaceTimed, yeah. They loved yeah. it so He's, it's funny. I don't know why he's really drawn to you. He that's just, awesome. He's not spent a lot of time with you. No, but that but, is so um, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had a great time with your grandkids when I was there. Man, oh, yes. They love you oh, coming. Oh, they're so Our fun. whole church loves you coming. So, Oh, I love coming to your church. You, you got such sweet people. Yes, awesome they people. are. I was they just with uh, the, the Mortons. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they do. Um, <laughs> I was just with the Mortons in Indiana, and uh, they have three beautiful little children. And uh, their oldest daughter is is 
very, very quiet child, kind of a shy child. And um, so I really, man, when I know kids like that, I'm, I'm going to win them. Right. So uh, I just, I went after both her and her brother and just, you know, really had a good time laughing and, you know, paid attention to them and bragged on them. And when I left, um, uh, they don't have a grandpa. And uh, she said to her mom, she goes, I wish he could be my grandpa. Oh, that <laughs> is, said, oh, oh, that melts your heart. I am. I said, oh, you tell her that Poppy, melts your heart. Poppy is available anytime. That so, is awesome. Yeah, that was so nice. So sweet. So, That's And great. then their little boy, Connor, he's he's quite a guy, man. He says, he said, he's into cowboys and Indians right now. And he says, I don't like Indians. <laughs> I don't like Indians. <laughs> and his mom said, Connor. Why don't like why don't you like Indians? He said because they're naked. Because <laughs> they don't have shirts on in cowboys and Indians movies. They don't have shirts on, so he thinks they're naked. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so I told my son-in-law Keith, I said, make sure you have your shirt on. <laughs> he was just down there. He was just down with you. So yes, uh, make sure a good he keeps time. his shirt on when he's there. Yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. So. Yeah. So my son-in-law is full-blooded Ojibwe Indian native. So, yeah, so it's kind of cool. So I can't wait to go home and tell him, hey, you're, you're scaring the kids. Keep your shirt he, on. He had to tell me to put my shirt on because he was getting sick. <laughs> yeah, he, he'd, be, he'd be embarrassed. <laughs> that kid's strong, man. He is super oh. strong. So, Wow. Well, carrying on in our conversation of the week, a uh, letter came in. You know, what do you do? when pastors not seemingly meeting all of the needs of the church and you have to do that how do you deal with that so um I, this is a great this is a great topic because I, yes, I think a is. lot of people probably go through this at some point yes. or another right yep absolutely um you know some of it may be your immaturity sorry i'm not trying to be nasty but it may yep. be your yep. immaturity that you're thinking that some of it may be just wrong thinking you know, mm-hmm. we like to think evil of one another. Some of it, it could be right. It absolutely yes. could be right. And so maybe that's why right. God has you there to meet those needs. Yep. Not because you're mm-hmm. better, but because you're there and you could be there for such a time as this. So it may be true. It may be right. Now, there's a difference between somebody not meeting the needs and somebody shirking their responsibility. You know, I mean, yes. that's, that's two different things. And... uh you know, look, I'm I'm 61. I feel like I'm 84. Um, right. You know, there are there are things that I just cannot do now that that I used to be able to do. Uh, there are things that I've chosen not to do now. Um, you know, for we've been here 21 years. For 19 years or so, every time we had a we had a uh, church dinner. I was the first one with the vacuum and taking the garbage out and everything else, and now I don't do it at all. I mean, I don't do it right. at all because I'm generally mm-hmm. people want to talk to me. And so it's mm-hmm. not, it is absolutely not thinking I am too important and I should not be doing this, and I still do it here and there, but I don't do it to the degree like I used to because right. people want to talk to me. And anybody can take the chairs down and the tables down and vacuum the floor but not everybody can get to uh, be the pastor to be able to be the one to talk to. And so, you know, sometimes people look for opportunities that they don't have to set up an appointment, but they've got something that's heavy on their heart. 
and and I realized that you know I was wanting to be a, a you know a good worker, but I, I don't do those things anymore. So there may be a reason why maybe your pastor doesn't do some things that that you think that he should be doing. Uh, you know, so number one, you got to communicate. You mm, got to yes. communicate to the pastor. You got to be honest with the pastor. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, as a pastor, I looked for little menial jobs that people could do. I wanted everybody in our church to have something that they did. Uh, people that are invested in the ministry are happier in the ministry. And they have uh, you know, a tie to that ministry. So it, it may be that the pastor's having people do those things. Um, and, and like you said, if there's a visitor comes in on a Sunday and you're having fellowship, you, you don't want to say, oh, I'm sorry, I can't meet with the new visitor because I have to do the dishes. Um, you you want to be able to have that time to sit and talk with them and meet them. And so somebody's got to cover those other things. And again, as an associate, I was I was so glad to do whatever I could. Yes, um, amen. In, in that ministry, I, I really I you know there were days when I was tired. There were days when I thought, man, I I am working hard, but I can't remember ever thinking you know resentfully that you know why do I have to do this and someone doesn't else someone else doesn't have to do this or why can't the pastor do this? And there were there were days both of us when Pastor Thompson went home and we were still working. Or he he went golfing and we were working. I never I never thought ill of that. Never. No. Because I thought, man, he he started the church by himself with his family and and put in, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. And and there were a lot of nights when he was out at a hospital when I was home. Absolutely. Or he was helping a family when I was out golfing. Very or common. You know, he'd say, Oh man, I had to go see so and so. We were there till about twelve thirty, and I have. Right. He had proven himself enough to where, man, I never felt that way. Never thought that way. He or right. Pastor Folger, right. either one. Right. I just was with a pastor and his wife, and the pastor is sixty-eight years old, and uh, he said, I, "I, you know, I, I need to turn the church over. I'm getting to that place where I need to turn it over," and uh, he walked out, and his wife said, "Hey." could you talk to him for me? And I said, what's up? And she said, you know, he's he's where you were when you were ready to turn the church over, but he's just having a hard time because he doesn't know what he's going to do, and and uh, financially it's going to be tight, and that's a lot of things. And uh, I said, yeah, but he's so peppy. I said, he's got such energy, and I said, that really comes across. She says, oh, he has it at church, but when he gets home, he's done. He's done. He just he can't do what he used to do. And uh, we late, I later talked to him and talked about some things. And he goes, yeah, I just, I just don't feel like I've got the same spunk and, and longevity of energy that I used to have. And sadly, as you get older, that's, that's a reality. And uh, I'm going to turn 60 in August. And I know uh, the old saying, what I used to do all day now takes me all day to do. And uh, that, there's some truth to that. And so maybe you're in a position where the pastor is older and just doesn't have the energy to do those other things that maybe you think he should do. Another potential for conflict is if your spiritual gifts do not match what your duties are. Now, it doesn't yeah. mean you don't do the duties, but it oftentimes it means you're not happy doing the duties. Um, I, I do believe that I have the gift of helps, and so that, that it never bothered me to have to set up tables or chairs or vacuum something or, you know, come in early, stay late. I, it didn't bother me. I was always happy to do that. And there was a, a joy in my heart because I knew whatever I was doing, I, I was doing for the Lord. 
but not everybody has that gift of helps. And sometimes, you know, if your responsibilities take on a lot of extra busy work that nobody else sees and you don't have the gift of helps, number one, you ought to learn to do it anyway. But there's not going to be that joy and that happiness is going to be there. And so it may be start training some people to take some of your work off of your plate. You know, you can start training those that that are going to have responsibilities as long as the the pastor says, okay. so uh, that is another area that may cause, you know, a little bit of conflict. Yeah, I I think it'd be wise for a pastor and his staff uh, to sit down together individually and each year and say, okay, what worked and what didn't work this year? What areas can we, you know, work on where where? Uh, do you think I might be better used? And you can say that as an assistant. And as a pastor, I think sometimes you can say, okay, guys, what areas do you think maybe I can I can help in that would help everybody? Nothing wrong with asking that question. And be ready for the answer. And if you're meeting and the pastor says, hey, listen, you're not pulling your weight. You're not, you're not doing what you need to do. You have an opportunity to say, well, pastor, then what responsibilities am I responsible for and how much time do you want me to put into those responsibilities? and have that conversation. Again, we've said it many times now, it's communication, and it's a right heart attitude, and it's understanding that there is one pastor in the church. There's only one. And anybody under that is the under-shepherd of the under-shepherd. And in any company, the president of that company does not have to do what the guy working in the warehouse does. Um, He hires a guy to do that. And expects that guy to do that job. And there's a guy that oversees him. And so you, there may be a pastor. There may be an assistant pastor. There may be a staff pastor, whatever. Um, and and that chain should result in a good working atmosphere with people that love their job and do their job to the best of their ability. That's, that's what we all want. We're working, as you said, with sinners. And we're working with human beings that get tired. They have families. They have responsibilities. And those things all mingling together can be tricky to balance sometimes in the ministry. And I've had, I've had several pastors, pastors' wives, assistants ask me, how do you balance all that time? How do you do all that needs to be done? Because every church member expects you to be at their beckoning call as soon as they call. And sometimes you just can't do that. Uh, I'm going to say, I, I'm going to talk about loyalty. And I know that it's talked about a lot. I, I think Sometimes it's misplaced and sometimes it's absent. You know, you got your two opposite end of the spectrums there. I I believe that I always needed to be first and primarily loyal to Jesus Christ and loyal to the scriptures. So if I ever had a pastor, and I never did, if I ever had a pastor that wanted me to do something that was unethical or do something that was dishonest, um, I could not do that because I had to be loyal to Christ. I had to be loyal to the scriptures. Um, but sometimes loyalty is is like you gotta you gotta do everything that the pastor says and be happy about it and have no opinion no opinion of your own. Uh, I believe that you know that the pastors who uh, had me work for them, they wanted me to work for them for my qualities and through what hopefully the Lord would do through me. And so I felt like I had a value. I had, I had a worth. I had an opinion that may help 
And there were times that I would disagree completely with the pastor, but I did it in his office with the door closed. I can remember one instance where Pastor Thompson wanted to do something that I knew was going to be wrong. I knew it was unwise. I knew it just Mm -hmm. is not going to work out. And the more he talked about it, the more I fought against it. And I remember like the sixth or seventh meeting about it. You know, I mean, it was almost like Mm -hmm. a knockdown drag out. But whenever I left, okay, you know, you've heard everything that I had to say about this. And now I'm going to do this and I'm going to back you up. And I did not announce it like, well, here's what we're going to do. And so anyway, uh, you know, but I was totally on board, uh, attitude, heart, because I realized it's not my responsibility. This is his responsibility. And I'm going to do it just exactly the way that he said and the way that he wanted it. And I knew it was going to utterly fail. And come to find out, I was 100% wrong. It did not fail. The Lord blessed, and it was something that he saw was a need, and I disagreed with, and uh, the Lord showed me afterward that it's good to have a pastor who's listening to the Lord and not just listening to the whims of people. Uh, but, you know, there have been times that I've, I have talked privately and said, man, I, I think this is wrong. I don't see how this is right. And and I think that there's a value in doing that. Not that I did it all the time. I mean, out of 20 years, you know, I may have done it, I don't know, eight or 10 times, you know. So out of 20 years, that's, that's not a lot. But, um, you know, I didn't want to be a naysayer. I didn't want to be the negative person all the time. But I, I wanted to bring my perspective whenever decisions are being made and I was invited, you know, I was invited and not, I butt in, but I was invited in the decision-making process, not just, I heard about it and I want to correct it. <laughs> right. Let me say this in, in great sincerity. If you don't like the way your pastor does things, you can always become a pastor somewhere else. You can always go and you know, run things the way you want to run them and do things the way you want to do them. And that's not necessarily the reason you go to pastor. But um, if you if you just can't find a resolve in those things as an assistant pastor, associate pastor, whatever term you want to use, it'd be better for you to leave and go somewhere else. Um, if you can't resolve those things with your pastor, don't get to where you're saying to church people, yeah, I know I've talked to pastor and he won't listen and, and I'm discouraged and you're discouraged and man, that's wrong. That's just flat out wrong. That is flat out wrong. I can't say it strongly enough. Um, you just can't do that. You cannot do that. And you know, there's if if I was wrong in saying or doing whatever, then then come to me and say that and let me take care of it. But you don't go to church members and do that. That's that's really bad. And uh, you you never want to convey that to others. And I've had instances where you know people got upset in the church, disgruntled, and a staff member would go over to their house and they would just they would just pump that assistant pastor for all kinds of information. And uh, I had one who came to me and said, hey, I went to this house and they, man, they tore into me and asked these questions. And I said, what did you say? What did you do? And he told me and I said, well, you handled it properly. But at least I was able to then go to those people and say, hey, I want to tell you something. If you've got a question, if you've got a concern, why don't you come to me? Why don't you come talk to me? My door's open. I'm not a bad guy. 
we can resolve this. And that really shuts down a lot of that stuff very quickly. So that's the way to do it. That's the way to handle it. Yeah, you've got you got to have that confidence. And it isn't just a fake, um, you know, worldly somehow, uh, you know, well, it's it's us. We're we're in this team together. It, it's a godliness that we want to be as clean as we possibly can. And now don't take what we're saying and, and make it something we're not. We're not talking mm-hmm. about covering up a pastor's sin. We're not, you right. know, if a pastor's embezzling or, you know, if there's some kind of impropriety going on or something like that, we're, we're not saying you should be covering for them and not let anyone know. I mean, that's one of those situations that you sort of, I would probably just distance myself and let the pastor either stand or fall on his own because if there's something that I believe that was being improper, um, I would first of all talk to him because, you know, I'm concerned about him. And secondly, I'd probably wind up finding another place because I didn't want to be part of what was going on or or even be linked to what was going on. But uh, anything that I thought was illegal, I mean, that's that's a whole different podcast in and of itself. So yeah, that's not absolutely. what we're saying. Absolutely. No, I agree 100%. It's been a great week, great topic. Thank you for sending that in, and I hope that we've been a help to you. Amen. Yeah, I guess probably the last thing I'd say is uh, let's continue to show grace to one another. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, just to have a pure heart and gracious lips that, um, you know, even you sprinkle a little bit of salt, but still to be people of grace, that we could have gracious mm-hmm. speech you can still uh you can still disagree with people you can still you know have your own opinion uh and not be a yes man you know but let's be people of grace because everyone mm-hmm. is helped whenever we're gracious right i would say in my last word as you, if you're a pastor today understand the position of your assistants understand where they're at you know take stock of what you're giving them to do Make sure you're not overloading them. Um, If you're an assistant today, understand that your pastor is just trying to get the very best he can out of you, Um, hopefully wanting to train you and letting you know that when you're you're in that top position, when you're the guy sitting behind the desk, it is not an easy position. There are a lot of criticisms. There are a lot of things that people want from you, and you can't always do it. And then if you're the spouse of the pastor or an assistant pastor, Understand the pressure that's put upon your husbands today and the needs that are required of them and be a help to them. Encourage them. Do things that maybe aid in their ministry so that they don't feel so overwhelmed, if you can do that at all. And uh, that would be my encouragement to you today. Uh, Thank you so much. I want to give a shout out to uh, two very special people in your church uh, that we were just with, uh, uh, Bob and Robin. What What a great couple um, yes they are they are they are phenomenal people and their daughter sarah sanchez listens regularly to mm-hmm. tim talks they told me and uh, so uh, i want to i want to tell them how much i appreciate them and thank them um uh, robin was my uh my buddy uh, yes. on an israel trip and uh when we go to israel and coming up very soon uh, next february i'm excited uh by the way if you are on that list to go you need to get in your 500 hundred dollar deposit to hold your spot we have so many people that want to go um 
We're going to take those that get the, the $500 deposit in by May 1st, 1st uh, on the list. So please get that in. But uh, she was my buddy. When you get on the bus, you have to have a buddy and you have to make sure your buddy's there. And I'd say, has everybody got their buddy? And and she would yell out, Robin yell out, I've got my buddy. <laughs> she was so fun. So uh, good to have them along and uh, shout out to them. Thank Amen. you for listening. We love you and appreciate you. I'm Al Stone. I am traveling the world, and uh, I am headed next to Florida. And a little time there, a little preaching down there, excited about that, and a little time with my family. It's going to be awesome. Amen. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Please make sure you give us a rating, a review, and make sure, make sure that you subscribe, please. Hey, this is Tim Talks. Thank you for listening this week. We'll be back on Monday, and uh, I, I think we're going to deal with a topic Deconstruction is the term, a deconstruction of independent Baptists, uh, those who have left uh, independent Baptist churches and just want to do nothing but trash us. Let's talk about that, and uh, maybe on Monday. We'll see where that goes. This is Tim Talks. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Have a great weekend day. Get to church, serve the Lord, be happy, encourage your pastor, support your staff, and worship together the things of Jesus Christ. Amen. This is the Tim Talks. Thank you, Liberia, for your support. <laughs> You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.